0: Hey, it's 14th of April 2018, and you're listening to 65 bits beta edition. Something like that. Um, <laughs> episode, episode number. So, this is beta, so we're still figuring out the episode number. Uh, either 338 or episode 2. Still haven't figured it out yet. Um, and uh, uh together with me today is Run How. What up? Oh,
1: hi. Hey.
0: Yeah, Jerick's. Uh, Jerick's not around today, but um, yeah, we're still giving it a try getting the gang together and just finding a time. So that's why it's still beta. I apologize for the horrible audio quality for the previous episode for the ten of you who listened. <laughs> we <laughs> are, we are still, we're still trying things out, and uh, today we're using a new software which uh, we spent thirty minutes trying to figure out. Which, <laughs> yeah, but well, let's see how it works. Um. And um, yeah, so let's talk about some stories uh, for, for this week. Um, the first <laughs> biggest news that's happened uh, this week or right now that everyone's talking about is definitely um, Mark Zuckerberg that's um, standing trial before... Is it standing trial? Being Test- questioned by Congress. Testifying before Congress. Testifying before Congress, yeah. yeah. We're, we're Singaporeans, so we're not really very good with this whole American politics thing. Yeah. Well,
1: there's been, the, there's been an inquiry recently for fake news to go out and yeah, Kinda so the same thing.
0: Do you know, like, what was that all about? I mean, like, I just know that it happened, but do you actually know what they why why they did that, or even like what kind of questions they even asked the the
1: fake news thing?
0: Oh, it's about fake news. Okay, oh, is it, you mean the Singapore <laughs> one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I, uh, if I'm not wrong, not not that I've been reading a lot into it, but if I'm not wrong, they they sort of just want to uh, have some hearings to 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 feel the ground on like how everyone wants to. <clears throat> how, how the, the Singapore government wants to deal with um, the rising trend of fake news. So I think a lot of the local activists, uh, inverted commas, um, have, have sort of stepped up to say like, oh, you know, I want to say my piece about like, what defines fake news and what isn't. Uh, and so they've been going back and forth on that. Recently, there's sort of been their own drama and everything because we're Singaporeans.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and... So that, to me, uh, the, just how that whole thing operates is quite similar to what's happening now in Congress where they've basically summoned uh, a Zuckerberg to say, like, what the hell's going on with this whole privacy thing.
0: Yeah, I think this whole Facebook thing that's been going on these past couple of weeks. I mean, right now they're talking about the whole Cambridge uh, Analytica thing and then fake news and all that. Uh, I think before this whole incident had all these stuffs, all these uh, I don't know, dirt what you call it, do you want to call it, has been coming up. Um, and it didn't come to me to realize that um, wow, what big of an influence Facebook is uh, today. Right, like uh, um, they become so influential. Like you, you know, everyone's talking about uh, quit Facebook these days. But the truth is, uh, I, will you really quit Facebook? I mean, you know, like the whole world is there. Like, if you leave, you know, uh, can you actually afford to leave if if you're you know committed and your know, your friends and community is there? I look.
1: I think personally, we all can. It's it's all okay. I to me, there there the are two things to this like There's just I just want an easy way to talk to my friends and poke them, right? <laughs> uh, it's all and, about the pokes, and, right? Yeah, it's all about, like, that, that's, that's the currency of 2018. Of just poke the
0: pokes. <laughs> um, hey, there'll be a cryptocurrency called Poke coming out really soon. <laughs> Probably.
1: Yeah. Yes. And then people just buy into it. And then. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, look, I mean, it, it's a convenient way that, that's been constructed over the years for us to keep in touch. If Facebook just collapses tomorrow, we will have maybe a cold turkey of like one week and then we will all forget about it and still be on WhatsApp anyway or like whatever is left.
0: It's true, it's true. You had an interesting question before um, we started recording. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, so I think this came up on Recode and interestingly, uh, before I saw the Recode article, my friend asked the same thing. Would you pay for Facebook as a monthly or, or, or yearly subscription service if you paying that fee meant that uh, Facebook would stop using your your personal information in the way they are now.
0: Well, I think it really depends on how you see personal information and how, you know, like, I think um, I, I say this a lot to from, from my friends who discuss this thing because I'm a software engineer. So like as an engineer, at least for me, I know I don't really care about uh, individual person's data uh, as much as I care about aggregate data. Mm-hmm. So um, in some sense, I do not feel very threatened by the fact that my personal information is, uh, you know, in with with Facebook, and like I don't feel like someone. Okay, I mean maybe just that's, that's a different comfort level, right? So I don't feel like somebody is actually, um, you know, going and stalking me and finding all my my little deeds that's that's online. Uh first of all secondly you know I uh, I know this is also it's, it's subjective and it's, it changes from different to people but personally for me is I, I do stand on the the whole point of like hey you know just be conscious about every single thing that you post online whether it's it private or not you know um and so to me I don't think I would because I feel that the data is being used in a useful manner for me at least I would much rather see uh ads that are attempted to be relevant to me than stuff that just random
1: Yeah. um, I I, I share pretty much the same sentiment. I come from, you know, the point of uh, an advertiser who uses Facebook uh, heavily uh, to reach out to my relevant audiences. And uh, I think, look, as as a Facebook advertiser, if you don't already know that you cannot find out individual um, demographic information, like what does this one guy from Singapore do? that's not possible for you to find out as a Facebook advertiser. Like Facebook only gives you quite vague, uh, uh, aggregated statistics. You know, you have a hundred people in Singapore, the majority of them like Android, for example, um, these kind of, yeah. All right. And and then, so well done to the 30% who actually like Apple. Um, no, but uh, but you know is it, it, this kind of information that's just enough for you to say okay good I, I think I have a decent uh, X Y Z market to target my ads or for you to know that oh my because like only thirty percent like Apple probably my ads are going to be more, more expensive and so to me <clears throat> this isn't uh, the, the way uh, advertisers use Facebook is I is I think non threatening to privacy at all that said. It's a little bit hard to run away from what uh, Cambridge Analytica has done. Uh, and also people are generally idiots about posting things online. Now, uh, it, uh, in one of the more televised, uh, more viral clips uh, on, on, <clears throat> on um, Zuckerberg's uh, Congress hearing, there's uh, this one dude who, who made me uh, cringe and die inside uh, by saying emailing in WhatsApp.
0: Yeah. But he did
1: raise an interesting point. That was one of the more pertinent questions I thought. So for those who didn't, uh, for the, those of you who didn't uh, manage to see that clip, he was trying to press Zuckerberg in. Like his phrasing was completely horrible, but his intentions were there. He was trying to press Zuckerberg on whether uh, private conversations in WhatsApp are used uh, for ad targeting purposes. And so Zuckerberg says, "No, we don't uh, see it." We don't see these conversations. They are encrypted end-to-end. And so this senator wasn't convinced, and he's like, well, but do your machines see it? And then so and then Zuckerberg sort of fudged his answer on that as well. Um, didn't get to see the rest of that exchange, but I think that's a, a very important question, and that is something that's worth discussing pri- uh, privacy. If you were to leave it to a whole bunch of machines to see, like, oh, this guy's talking about Black Panther... in 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 whatsapp and maybe we should push them black panther ads are we okay with that that level of intrusiveness i don't want to say it's intrusive but that that level of intelligence that we're giving to to machines
0: yeah Yeah. yeah, maybe um so uh, no i wouldn't pay to use
1: facebook man like Facebook will be free you can use my data i'm not going to post stupid things for you to use yeah, I just,
0: like, yeah. <laughs> anyway it's a it's a subject that uh, everyone has different perspectives and views and to be honest like uh, uh, I don't I, I think this is something that like the debate will never end <laughs> <laughs> with regards to privacy and uh, different opinions of uh, Facebook so I mean the only thing that we can do practically is just kind of like wait and see and just be very conscious of everything that you share and you communicate with people I think that's just generally a good habit to have even if it's a face-to-face kind of thing yeah just think twice guys, before you 20, open your mouth 18,
1: like, do, can you can you like do you- <laughs> you not see that things that privacy does me, means nothing anymore you don't even need like Cambridge Analytica to like find out your birthday from some stupid quiz you, Yeah, I, if you want to bitch about someone you better be sure that like you know you're bitching to the right friends and <laughs> if you don't then at least you can take the heat la. don't like the, the amount of people influencers that have like done some bitchy thing and then like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, no, you're stupid. And <laughs> oh so well. please, just please be more prudent. Having the freedom to post things online doesn't mean that you will have no consequences.
0: Speaking of posting things online and Facebook, um, Instagram has just released a new uh, little um, mode. Would you call it for Instagram?
1: uh yeah a capturing mode under instagram stories
0: yeah, I think it's very fascinating to me uh, to some extent from a technology point of view right um, it is yeah so so uh it's called the instagram focus mode right mm-hmm. you, do you want to talk about it?
1: yeah, basically, it does what uh apple's portrait mode uh is try uh, has been doing with dual cameras uh with one camera now to be fair, long before apple came up with the 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 dual camera technology for portrait mode. Uh, I think a lot of uh, people, Google uh, and, and a whole bunch of other uh, uh, imaging uh, developers have been trying to algorithmically do the whole like bokeh and, and uh, uh, soft focus thing uh, long before. I, I would say easily five years ago, we've seen ads that do it horribly, but at least they try to do it. So Instagram just... I don't know, man. they it kind of there wasn't really much like if if I didn't happen to read, uh, the, the TechCrunch's article on this, like I just really would have missed it. Um, but it's I think it does quite an amazing job. Yeah, just it blurs out whatever behind you.
0: So this one, uh, if I am not wrong, in uh, Instagram's focus mode uses uh, face detection, mm-hmm. so um that's pretty impressive. Uh, that they can do it. I mean, it's, it's not as good as uh what um Apple's uh, portrait mode is, of course, because yeah. you know of the lens is precise. Yeah, but it's I think it's pretty good and it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So But yeah. you know,
1: it is not just uh uh it's not just uh face detection though, because like if you put something uh in focus like I tried it with my, my hands, my fingers, if you put it in like uh, close enough up to the camera, they still can sort of detect like oh this is the, the main subject and then they are just like funged out everything behind it. So you don't necessarily need a face, but obviously oh i didn't yeah. know that that's yeah, interesting yeah, cool i try gotta it. try that out yeah yes please do try it i, I think it's <laughs> big because uh if i'm not wrong portrait mode doesn't happen for video uh
0: yeah it does not it right does not happen so for video.
1: you know this is not as uh like like we've said it's not as uh, accurate as as uh portrait mode in sort of differentiating especially you know the the fringes like like the, i guess around your your hair your head uh the tend to you, you look, if you look closely enough you might see some artifacts but hey i think it's um i think it's significant because you can use focus mode uh while it, while doing uh, instagram story videos so i think it's uh a, a nice little leap ahead uh for for instagram stories yeah and well done for them
0: yeah, and uh, another new feature that's uh, something that's coming out soon as well is uh, Gmail just announced. Well, not really. They they kind of did. Uh, this is really complicated. <laughs> so it's on it's on the news, right? So so uh, you know some uh, news articles. And to be honest, I also received uh, 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 an email about it before, um, but it's not really officially announced yet. So um, basically, they're probably going to be releasing a new redesign for the Gmail user interface uh, pretty soon. Maybe by the end of this month, it's going to be. Mm interesting because the Gmail UI has not changed in a really really long time yeah yeah and and uh, the Gmail inbox doesn't really count I think because uh in, I think if gmail inbox was designed for a specific kind of use case so it's really like um you know a complementary tool that you can use alongside with gmail this is a real gmail redesign meaning that in the future everyone will be using this new version of gmail uh probably some more rounded icons flatter icons and stuff like that um, maybe it's mostly cosmetic but um some um uh, automatic features might be included as well like a little um quick ways to reply emails yeah um and stuff like that so, so that would be they,
1: they, they did well the article i read i can't remember from where did mention that uh so i don't know if this uh if this bit came from you know the uh, official announcement or it was just uh, an observation on the on the journalist's part but it did say that uh you know the the, the new the redesign is expected to bring the user experience closer to what we currently see on mobile, which is, you know, the, the very flat, very nice mm. interface with a, a lot of convenient uh, shortcut features like auto uh, yep. replies. And, and um, to, to be yeah.
0: honest, the, the reason why I, I, well, I stay with Gmail all this time is because I, I like the features really, uh, you know, they're the features that they, even, you know, uh, on on the mobile, I use the Gmail app rather than the mail app. Uh, or you know, some people say that the, the the Outlook app on iOS is one of the best mail clients for the phone. But even then, you know, uh, there are some features. Like I use a priority inbox, right? Okay. So that's the. Sometime back they released this thing where it's kind of, uh, for work I use priority inbox, so it's a little bit slightly AI driven. Where they try and understand machine learning, right? They try and learn, um, from you what emails are considered important and they put it in priority inbox. Mm. And then everything else goes underneath. And you also can create custom filters and, you know, segment your emails that way. So you can't, you know, the settings, whatever settings that you have on, on gmail.com will carry over to the mobile app, which you can't do with Outlook, for example. Gmail has another one, which is, um, uh, the automated thing where they put separate stuff based on, um, important uh, promotional updates and mm-hmm. social, also right? Social? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that that kind of thing. So, it's useful. those are uh, what what really makes. So, I really hope that that at least they keep those things in this new redesign. Yeah, you know, because actually these two modes are quite distinct: priority inbox versus right. these uh, categories. So I don't know how they're gonna. You know, I wonder what's the which one will they choose or will they still allow you to switch between these modes in the new uh, Gmail interface? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It
1: doesn't feel like we need to choose though. I hope not. I didn't really look into the... the, I I do know that they are expecting to put a Google Calendar bar somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's kind of useful. I really hope that... I wish that that they came up with an official way for you to manage multiple email accounts. You know, that would be nice. Like, instead of having to... to, Let's say if I have uh, uh, several email accounts and I I would have to manually go and find and set up uh email forwarding and email send and stuff like that. So, that's something that... I'm still waiting for uh, from from Google. I'm, I
1: don't know. I'm happy with like the hot switching, the like the multi-account switching.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it it works like, sometimes, but
1: um, I, I I think my 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 next question would be, you know, because they did say this would roll out to just the the normal users, the at gmail dot com users. I'm just wondering, like, how long this uh would waterfall to the Google Enterprise clients? Because I definitely make more use of Google's uh ecosystem uh in 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 my professional setting that I
0: do like. well, I can tell uh, you that um it, it should happen very very soon yeah uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that i know oh, yeah you know uh as a since Need as an memo. administrator okay. of a google domain like I did get a note about it uh, okay, so, so very good so it should but so it's all dependent as as usual though it will all be dependent on your administrator whether how willing are they to let you use it. To turn it ah, on for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Well,
1: my administrator is Lester Chan. So.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he'll turn it on. <laughs> He's like do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Well, um, let's move on to some other uh kind of related to what what Jeric and I were talking about last week, which was the the Uber uh, exit from Singapore. So um, you know, we all know um, I mean, I think in the past couple of weeks, the uh, the triple C, what does this stand for? Um. Credit com- card. Com- com- <laughs> Uh, competition something oh anyways com- some competition com- something commission yeah competition commission sorry, anyway <laughs> cha 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 <laughs> of Singapore <laughs> <laughs> <That was your> <laughs> <word>. <laughs> and uh, because of their intervention and uh, you know all the stuff that, all the, the investigations that been they have been doing uh, Uber has been uh, asked to delay their clo- their exit over and over again. And the latest one, I literally just found out last night when I was sitting on a Grab right. Oh, uh, um, driver- yeah. Well, it only
1: really rolled out like late afternoon
0: yesterday, so. Yeah, and, and I, actually as an Uber user, you don't really get notified of these things, right? You know, there yeah, wasn't an official no. email and all that, so. But you so- know,
1: it's, it's not really in Google's interest to be like, what's up? Guess what? We're extending. Like, they definitely do want to get that allowed.
0: You mean, you mean, as as mean, you mean Uber, right? Yeah, Uber. You just said Google. <laughs> oh,
1: that's say Google. Uh, Freud and Slate. Oh no, Google is buying
0: Uber. But I was having an interesting conversation with, uh, with this. He he's primarily an Uber driver. It just happened to okay. to to um you know also be using the Grab and pick me up. But he was talking about um, uh, we we were talking about like a competition and hopefully I think the main reason that uh you know the 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 government is trying to delay the closure for Uber is probably because uh in hopes of letting uh more competition come in. Right. Because, um, you know, even if uh, uh, the government doesn't allow Uber and Grab to merge, Uber will still leave Singapore. So then you will still come back to the place where Grab will still be the, you know, monopoly in Singapore to oh, some extent. Right. Okay. So, so in some sense, it's not about trying to not make the merge because Uber has already decided that they're going to leave Singapore, whether they as a merger or as an exit. Right. The difference, the only difference is, is to grab whether they get more money or they get you know the passengers the drivers or not so mm-hmm. so in that sense it's this is more of uh, allowing competition to come in but to be honest there isn't really any good competition that i can think of uh, worthy i mean uh it's kind of hard to beat grab and but the reality is it's also even harder to beat uber which is one of the personally for me i told jerry i talked about this last week as well one of my greatest disappointments is i just love the uber app right yeah mm-hmm. and and i just don't see the only company in the world that i think uh, is worthy of a competition that i would love to see come into singapore is uh lyft l-y-f-t which mm-hmm. is quite but uh,
1: if, uh you know but they've never really shown any interest in, in
0: yeah so that's the only thing yeah but uh
1: dd yeah the look the only the, the only viable option which i i it seems like uh the taxi uh, the the the, the uh, um, what do you call this now the, the ride sharing, no, not ride sharing. The the driving community, whatever. Um, well, it's also aware of is a Gojek from Indonesia. Yeah,
0: yeah, correct. So
1: we're hoping for that. I think it's a logical choice for them to sort of jump in yeah. to the fray at this point now. Um, um, but you know, you do raise good points about. Um, Grab is going to win, whether or not. Um, yeah. Whether or not the CCC like is happy with it. Yeah. So I think, uh, uh, you look, I if I were to think of this a little bit selfishly, since like you know, the invested in this anyway, they might as well just do it. Uh, and also to to let uh competition give competition more time to come in. I I don't know. I don't think six weeks can give anyone a like time. There will definitely be a, a sort of monopoly period for some time before anyone's ready to come in. Uh, yeah. Speaking well, of that, we do have Lyft. Uh, no no not Lyft. Uh, ride. Oh man, I I, I, I installed the app. mm. It's horrible, it's horrible. Yes, it
0: is.
1: (laughs) But, uh, you know, beggars, choosers. Uh, And then there was one more that uh, uh, a driver told me about the other day also fairly new but that's the, point, that's, the, that's the trouble you see like there is a gaping hole in the market but not anyone can fill this gaping hole right now No, the we truth
0: don't... is that it's more than just ride sharing uh, and also the, the, the strategies in terms of pricing it's also about the whole user interface and all that and that's really that's not something that's very easy to tackle and you yep. know Grab has done a good job at, at learning as much as they could from Uber so you know I mean before there was a period uh, yeah. where there was a you know this is Hawker Center near my office right Right, where yeah. there, uh, there was a period where you will see many, many ride-sharing companies fighting for taxi drivers' attentions to get them to you know, switch to their app. So Uber and Grab, and then they will like, find all ways you know, like treat people to coffee and stuff like that. So oh, there was gosh. already a phase where a lot of competition tried to come into Singapore, and mm-hmm. only Uber and Grab remained. Yeah. right so uh, you know uh, maybe somebody could design something great and, and succeed I hope so but but right now just the stuff that's coming in I haven't seen Gojek before but but I'm just' Gojek is think- actually
1: really similar to grab the, the things about like grab moving into um, you know parallel services like like deliveries and bikes and stuff like that and also the, the whole concept of the wallet I believe I don't know if they if they sort of took it out of Gojack's book. Or they're already developing it, and Gojek just happened to sort of roll it out first. Mm. But Gojek did come up with like the idea of of an interim wallet first.
0: Yeah. Well, so
1: so they are quite similar that way. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I just hope people best right now.
0: Well, in the meantime, for the rest of us, at least we can still attempt to take Uber for the next couple of weeks remaining. <laughs> Although yeah. the uh, the the amount of Uber drivers is probably dropping. So, it is but dwindling. you know. Yeah, so that you experience surges a lot more often on Uber. Uh, mm. On the flip side, the uh, surges are a lot less right now on Grab because mm-hmm. of the movement mm-hmm. drivers. But uh, yeah, well, let's talk about some more interesting uh, Singapore tech news. In some sense, um, this is something that caught my attention this week, which is the open electricity market. So um, the last time, the first time I actually personally heard about this is when um, the of the four of us, right, me, Jarek, Renal, and NTT, we we hung out together and we were and uh, NTT was talking about it. So the whole idea is, I don't know, do you remember anything about this open electricity market thing?
1: No. Did yeah. <laughs> we, we talk about this? I never Yeah, know. yeah.
0: So, 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 so the whole idea is this, I right? Know. Like um, starting from April, uh, this is a soft launch. So at this point in time, only specific uh, postal code numbers in Jurong can do this. But hopefully by the end of the year, the whole of Singapore will be covered. So the whole idea is you can now sign up for different electricity providers. Uh, providers is not the right word. Resellers? Mm -hmm. maybe yeah so it'll be a lot like internet you know where you you instead of sp which is the only one that you can choose right now you can buy from a whole bunch of companies and if you go visit their website you'll be surprised by the number of companies that's actually available out there that's going to be available to resell electricity to you so
1: so i i roughly know that this was coming in the works i just i just be interested to know like how how they, they sort of package the, the yeah. The so, so out.
0: this is the part that's really fascinating, right? And you can check this out on, on the open electricity dot open electricity market dot SG website. And so there's three kinds of, uh, plans that will be available for residential, at least. I, I didn't look at the business one, but for residential, that at least there's these three things, three kinds. The first one is called, um, uh, fixed price. That means that for the period of a contract, let's say if your contract is two years, uh you the the amount the m- m- the amount that you pay for electricity will be fixed regardless of um how the actual price of electricity fluctuates so let's say for example, if you pay uh so i don't know what's the correct number so this number may way off right <laughs> so it's like let's say you pay like five dollars per kilowatt hour. definitely wrong (laughs) right (laughs) you know even if the 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 actual uh tariff goes up to like seven dollars you still pay five dollars conversely if it drops to three dollars you also still pay five dollars okay yeah so the second one is more interesting the second one is called peak and off peak so that means that um you know for the period of contract you will pay a different rate uh after 7 p.m that means between 7 p.m and 7 a.m as well as weekends so you pay a lower price for electricity so this is actually very good for people who use a lot of air conditioning at home. Yeah, so you pay a lower
1: price for the peak hours.
0: Yes, correct. Huh, okay. Uh, the, for the off-peak hours. The off-peak hours. Uh, yeah, so off-peak is after 7 p.m and weekends. Off-peak
1: know- is after 7. Huh, how is that off-peak? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Okay, maybe I'm getting this wrong. Who no, are the
1: people behind it? Okay, all right. Get carried
0: maybe, on. but you know, like generally when we say peak and off peak, we're talking about like office hours versus non-office hours, right? Okay. So anyway, okay. one of them, uh, okay. the whole point is that you pay less electricity at night than you do in the in the day. Yeah, right. so so um, there's a few benefits to this. Uh, as a community, you know, it also shifts the load to uh the evenings. So if you, for example... If you mine Bitcoin. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Lack of a better example. Instead of competing with the whole of Singapore for electricity during the daytime, if you shift your mining to the evening after 7 p.m., you know, maybe it might help uh balance the, the current, the electricity usage in Singapore. So so that's one of the, the, the off peak peak and off-peak thing. So that's a good good thing for for um uh, people who use a lot of AirCon. The third one is called discount. Of the tariff, regulated tariff. So that means that, uh, uh, let's say if you sign up for a plan that's 20% off, regardless of how the electricity fluctuates to the price fluctuates up or down, you will always be paying 20% off that. So that's quite huh. fascinating. Of course, um, the amount of discount that you get increases with the contract duration so i mean just looking right. at um uh, electricity mark the, the the website the comparison website right uh, on the top of the list is this uh, really is a really modern sounding and hipster sounding electricity company called best electricity supply private limited
1: Nice. <laughs> bespoke bespoke electricity, man. Generator to
0: table. Yeah. It's quite funny to find an electricity company in Singapore called Best Electricity. Anyway, twenty okay. percent discount off uh, the regulated tariff if you sign for twenty four months. So if you sign for two years you get twenty percent off.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So um I think generally it's it's a it's a win for us for consumers because uh, so. no matter what yeah,
1: introduces uh, some sort of competition
0: yeah and and the pricing will definitely be a lot more um, so does this mean that uh is, is sp still selling
1: or or do SP they become is, the sort of chief supplier to, to these resellers uh
0: so sp's uh, situation here is a bit mixed i think you can probably still find sp as one of these guys or if not if i'm not wrong sp will be the uh, So, I'm, I don't quote me on this. I'm not really very sure. But if I'm not wrong, for what I do know is that if you, let's say, for example, you stop paying the bill, electric bill to mm-hmm. one of, to best electricity, for example, right? And then they cancel your plan. If they cancel right. your plan, your electricity doesn't stop. Your plan just switches back to SP. Oh, so, which
1: will be like the old sort of
0: yeah, plan. Correct. So, so SP will be sort of the, the thing. And SP will also uh be available as a, if there's certain companies that will work with SP, so even if you switch to the company, right, your bill can, uh, SP will still handle the bill for you. So you don't actually have to split your electricity with water bills. You don't have to deal with a, a, a separate bill. Um, so that's,
1: right.
0: yeah, so that's one of the roles that SP will play. So that's, I'm quite fascinated. I mean, as somebody who actually owns my own house right now, <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, quite exciting. The other cool thing that's uh, with this open electricity market is uh, that they are introducing this smart meter thing, which is kind of cool. So for a fixed price of forty Singapore dollars, if you opt for it, um, they can actually install a smart meter into your meter box. Right. And what this allows you to do is to monitor your electricity up to the accuracy of uh thirty every thirty minutes. So, um if you are if you are into smart homes you'll know that a lot of people like to install uh, electric electricity and uh, the power usage meters into their yeah. home they usually cost like hundred plus or 200 dollars and requires a proper electrician to sort of intercept the electric supply with this thing right uh-huh. um, so that, that costs like usually 200 ish dollars so this one for just forty dollars everybody can get it and it's something that's officially sanctioned by the government by SP mm-hmm. or whoever right so it's supposed to not mess up. Your electricity thing, okay. so and I assume
1: it will give you all like the like the stats to your smartphone and something. Yeah, like
0: that. Yeah, through an app or something like that. So cool. every thirty cool. up to the accuracy, every every thirty minutes, rather than live is is. So the downside is that it's thirty minutes, not live, but still better than nothing. And, and thirty minutes, lah.
1: How 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 closely are you monitoring your electricity? No, so the,
0: the the use case for these monitors are like you want to know how much electricity your something is consuming. So for example, right, like one of the ex- one uh, good experiment to do is you turn off everything in the home. And then you turn on your aircon, then you take right. a look how much con- electricity how much you're actually paying to have your air conditioning turn on, for example. Right. So so okay. now you just have to wait for thirty minutes <laughs> for the number to fluctuate. <laughs> but you know, uh uh that's that's the benefit of this this smart thing. So I'm personally quite excited about this, this open electricity market thing. Although I cool. would say that, you know, these contracts are rather, some of the good ones, especially like I, I mentioned just now, the 20% discount is mm. kind of a um, long contract. So it might be good to wait and see for like, one yeah. of the experiences for other people before you sign one up yourself. I guess so. Yeah. But uh, you used to stay in Jerome, right? Uh,
1: oh, wow. That was, no, that was...
0: Like decades ago. Mm,
1: <laughs> like I was
0: born into <laughs> Jurong. Right. Yeah. Okay. Too bad it, it's not. Too bad. You can try not there out. anymore. Yeah. So so the amount of companies just look at uh, this diamond electricity. I'm just very fascinated by these things. Uh, I high, know. High flux is there. So high flux yes, is one of the companies. Yes, I see high flux. I switch. Uh, <laughs> red dot power. Red dot power. Cool, cool stuff. Capital cool yeah, Electric. Ohm. Yeah, that's a very cool company for an electric ohm is, company. Ohm is cool, man. Yeah, ohm, ohm, ohm is cool. Yeah. And uh, Pacific Light. Mm, interesting. Okay, then yeah. there's a Semcorp in SEMCorp. some the other page. Oh, yeah, So yeah, band. you're right,
1: uh, uh, SP is not exactly on, on this list of providers, mm-hmm. uh,
0: but I guess they're the fallback as you mentioned. Sun Electric. Oh. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sun Electric. <laughs> Senoko, I mean, some names that are to us. But hey, you know what? Like, there's
1: like, nothing inspires more confidence than best electricity
0: supply. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can imagine, right? There. They've,
1: they've yeah. really told me it's the best.
0: Why Why would I not believe that? I can imagine their their, their customer support center is, like, at a void deck. Like, you know, like, this kind of coffee. <laughs> you know, the next to the, the provision shop, right? Then be yeah. like, best it's electricity, like, private limited. Yeah, it's like the MPS,
1: but just for, like, best electricity supply. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, hello, <laughs> <laughs> you're,
0: you're now paying on my problem. Okay, so... Yeah, uh, well, I think that's that's about it we have for today for our second experiment and trying to bring back 65 bits. Um, this podcast will still be going up on uh, uh, Anchor, Everywhere. anchor.fm. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. we didn't get any recordings from you guys last week. Please send us one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, send us uh, tell, tell us your feedback, Right? Just let me let us know, cause cause we, we we wherever you're listening this to from, um, we want we want to hear feedback as well. We haven't done this in five years, man. we Haven't done this it in, five in
1: five years. Only been five years. Yeah. Like I mean, you
0: lot, can more. tell how different this is, right? Like right now, we are. I'm I'm being very excited <coughs> about this whole open electricity market thing. Five years ago, I mm. wasn't even married. We were like,
1: <laughs> oh, blackberry. <laughs> it's it's like, like, I don't
0: know. And now we're like talking about. So anyway. Oh well, yeah. so um, yeah. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we hopefully will do another one in two weeks' time. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Oh, fingers. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you can get some guys together and do a. Hopefully, we'll have more than two of us. <laughs> yeah, and and do another episode of uh, of sixty five bits, and um, yep. Yeah, that's all, I guess. Anything else you want to tell our audience? Yes. Farewell, my friends. Farewell. See you guys. Bye.